This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Finney Smith to inbound. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! The Stodgers masterpiece is complete. Oh, baby. It is a Monday episode of NBA Morning Deuce, and wow, do we have some weekend to recap in the NBA playoffs. You heard it there. Luka Doncic is an absolute stud. The Mavs tied up that series. We're going to talk about the Celtics are in, or they're in the second round. They swept the Sixers. Raptors swept the Nets. That series is going to be bonkers. Nick Nurse was named coach of the year. Utah's up 3-1. Donovan Mitchell, hey, he's also insane. Uh, Lakers, Bucks, both up 2-1. They look like they're in control. Heater up 3-0. Look like they're headed to play the Bucks in the second round. CP3 still got a little left in the tank, and the Thunder might have the James Harden stopper. Just insane. But Alex, we gotta—I mean, we gotta start with Luca. Holy moly, Mavs! My God, they win 135-133 in overtime. Luca becomes the youngest player in NBA history to hit a game-winning buzzer beater in the playoffs. He becomes the third player ever with a 40-point, 15-rebound, 10-assist, triple-double, joining Charles Barkley and Oscar Robertson. He finished with 43, 17, 13 assists. Oh, by the way, Kristaps Porzingis, late scratch with a knee injury, didn't play. Holy shit. That's all I can say. Holy shit. This kid, I have a hard... Look, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I have a hard time right now not putting Luka Doncic in my top five players in the NBA. I got to, I mean, how could, outside of the guys who are Garrett, who are locks, right? LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis. Who are you right now saying they're, they're hands down better than Luka? Nobody. Nobody. Look, KD's hurt, so we don't know what he's going to be. No, right now. You're saying right now. Right now that are playing, that, that played this year or are currently playing in the playoffs. Like, you're not taking Harden right now over him. I don't think so. And I no. love Harden, but no, I'm definitely not. No, but not, not he, but, after what I saw today. Um, you're not taking like Steph at his age and his injury history. You're not taking. I mean, who? You're not taking Dame. You're not taking Donovan Mitchell, who's we'll talk about, who's out of his mind. Um, Lucas top five. He might be top four. AD. Anthony Look, Davis. I'm going to take it a step further because, like, I, I want to avoid hyperbole at all times. But, like, you get the sense that you're watching the origin story of an all-time great. No, it's, oh, no question. I don't even like, think there's a question. This is, I mean, like, a top 20 all-time player. And that, like, 
I, I really, I don't have words because it's like he's playing at a different speed. He's not faster than everybody else. His body control and his decision-making, it's like, it's like in slow motion. It's like he's in the Matrix right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I texted um, a buddy of mine during the game and we were talking about Luca. And actually, I'm going to pull up this Twitter poll as I'm telling this story. I, I, we were talk, I was saying, he's top five to me, right? But also... The, the the I said to him I was like, man, I might as go as far as to say, if I was given the choice between Luca and Giannis, I might go Luca. I think uh, it's a conversation. <laughs> like that's so Jeff, how that's and, how good he's and, playing. And minutes later, Jeff Goodman put a poll on tw- Jeff Goodman, the, the college basketball writer, put a poll on Twitter. And obviously, people are not that bright on Twitter all the time. You can start a franchise with one of these two guys. Who are you choosing, Giannis or Luca? Eight thousand five hundred people have voted so far. Seventy percent took Luca. Now it's obviously probably wow. a little reactionary. Yeah, some recency bias there. But they're but, not playing the Nets. They're playing the Clippers. Like, exactly. He's doing this against the two. I think. I mean, it's pretty much like unanimous. These are the two best wing defenders in the league in Kawhi and Paul George, and. He's 21 years old, and he's making them look like just regular dudes. Yeah. No, he's the best player in the series right now, and Kawhi still looks great. Um, something's wrong with Paul George. I think he's actually injured. I don't think this is just a case of him like not showing up in the playoffs because he does obviously does that, but he's bad right now. I think he's hurt. I think if they somehow lose this series, you'll find that it'll be one of those things where afterwards they'll announce that he's got like – because he's always icing that shoulder after, like, he's got a torn labrum. or There's something there. Something's up. So, to me, like, if that's the case, shouldn't Doc Rivers leak that to somebody? Or is that no. a case where it's like, we don't want to put too much pressure on Or I don't know. I, I don't like, I, I have no idea. I just, he's just not right. He's, he, yes, I, he does have a history of not showing up in the playoffs. And he played 45 minutes, dude. I understand that, but some injuries, like, you can play with an injury, you're just not as good. I mean, right. would you rather have, let's put it this way, would you have rather have Paul George at 50% out there or, like, Jermichael Green playing major minutes or Landry Shamit playing bigger minutes than he's playing, no, you know? I'm going to take Paul George at whatever right. percentage he's at, but I just, like, just get it out there. I don't know. I, unless it's something that the opposition can attack, like... I mean, he's just out there to dry. Like, it looks like he's losing the series. And I guess at the at the end of the day, when, if Did they you lose see the his series. Quote? And again, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm if I have to pick right now, I'm picking the Clippers to win the series. Did, but say they drop this series, I mean, and then you come out and you say, Paul George is dinged up, like. Did you see what he said? About his shooting? Yeah, and it's, it's said, spot on. To, it's 100% to, spot I know, on. but like, <laughs> to be and honest. Read the quote for the to people. Be, to be honest, in hindsight, if I shot the ball better, this series would be different. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Thank you for that insight. Like the rest of the world, there's they know. We know. It's blatantly obvious. He stinks right now. Um, but man, his, the his story is, three for three for fourteen from the field, one for seven from three, and it, these are close. This is a close game overtime. So gets a couple of those to go, and, and it's a different game. I, I so. just and but here's the thing. So. That's something that, like, obviously, this series is different if Paul George is playing well. Maybe it's not a series at all if he's playing what he could, playing the way he could be. But today, I mean, they had, Lou Williams had to get 36 for them to even stay in this game. Mm-hmm. That's first of all. 
Um, also, by the way, before I get into this next thing, Rick Carlisle, I mean, great. Coach. Come on, dude. You know, in the fourth quarter, Luca went out to get his rest. They took a bigger lead with Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, shout out to Mike, my guy, playing major minutes for a good playoff team. Just happy to see that. Um, and Maxi Kleber, Kleber, whatever his name is. Nobody knows. Um, in the fourth quarter, and they took a bigger lead. I mean, this guy, he's done this for a long time too, man. Because they always, they always, even when, especially when Dirk was there, the roster changed every year around him. They just mixed and matched pieces. They went and got and put players around their best players. This is what they've always done. And he always puts his guys in the best position to win. It's crazy. Guys play well for him. He is such a good, underrated, probably a top five coach in the league. And he just doesn't get credit for it. Um, I bet you uh, most casual NBA fans do not know the name of the of the Mavericks head coach. That's how under the radar he is. You got to be pretty me. casual to not re- know. Cat, Carlos, I mean, real casual. I'm not, he's, not he's, like, he's, jeans, won a, he's won a championship. Casual, yeah. I mean, but um, here, but here's okay. So we had the the, the PG thing, right? It, yeah, it totally would be different if he was playing well. But what if what if Porzingis doesn't get ejected in game one? And what if Luca? doesn't get hurt in game three and is fully healthy for them to try to make a comeback in the game. Not that they're going to win that game because Clippers were pretty in control when he got hurt. But this game, it was close when Porzingis got hurt or got mm-hmm. ejected. This could easily be three, one. And I mean, cr- a- another variable in there is like the ridiculous amount of turnovers. Doncic had in game one. Like that wasn't, him. I know he had nerves, you know, like there, yeah. there's things in here that really, need to have Clippers fans sweating. Yeah. So here's the questions I have coming out of this game, right? Obviously, there's so much more to play now. And Clippers could easily come out and just smack the the Mavs in two games and win 4-2. And for the listeners, I want to I want to know what you guys think, so either at NBA Morning Deuce on Twitter or go to Apple, leave a review and let us know, but if they lose this series, is this the biggest letdown in NBA history for a team with this? I mean, just with the expectations with Kawhi and Paul George, with the big deal they made about them going there, them being expected to either, I mean, at least go to the Western Conference Finals, if not win a title, right? Would it be the biggest letdown in NBA playoff history? And then the other question I have, if they lose, how does this impact Kawhi's legacy? leaving a championship team to come here and try to save this franchise for some reason and then lose in the first round. Are you saying biggest playoff disappointment period or first round? I'd say ever playoff disappointment, team disappointment, first round disappointment. I mean, the expectations around this team is championship. Yeah, it has to be. And to lose in the first round as a two seed to the seven seed, that's already a big deal. But when you take into account the expectations around this team, yeah, I mean, to me, it's the biggest. To me, my answer, yes, biggest letdown and in I, NBA So what history. I'm going to ask is, um, what are the contenders in your mind? What, what What's up there with it? I mean, I probably when the Nuggets beat the Sonics 8-1. Um, wasn't there recently another 8-1? I think it was the, was the Grizzlies. Did they beat the Spurs? 
I remember like the the Golden State Warriors beat the Jazz. Yeah, the, I think the, that the, was Baron the, Davis just the, destroyed yeah, the, that um, Warriors team. So yeah. those, but again, like I don't know that any of those teams had the same type of expectations that this. I mean, you're talking about Kawhi, who is coming off being a Finals MVP and leading the Raptors to a title, and is well, are a we excluding final Finals series? Because the yeah, biggest because one of all it, time is the Warriors. Yeah, because if you make it to the finals, you're not a disappointment. It's disappointing to lose, but you're not won. a disappointment. Well, it doesn't matter. It's not a like to. Yeah, I get that. That's true. That, that's a big letdown. That's you know what? Yeah, you're right. Being up that three would get one my vote, but I'm not. I'm not diminishing no, this. You're, this you're is right. a disaster you're right. for the Clippers. You're right. Uh, being down three one in the finals and losing is probably the biggest letdown in NBA history. But this would. This is close. Just in terms so. of expectations, um, I want to hear what what other what others think because it's, I think it's an interesting conversation. Obviously, we still have a while to go there. Um, and Patrick Beverly still hasn't played; he's out for what, what is his timetable? Yeah, what, what? game? They day don't to, know, right? Game to game, they don't know. Yeah. I would be shocked if he's not back now. Um, injuries, man. It's going to be the story of these playoffs and this bubble. It's wild. Um. Wow, it's hard to even talk about other games after that one, but let's try to get through everything else that ha- happened this weekend. So, if it wasn't for Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell would be the story of the bubble, and it wouldn't even be close. He is having, overall, one of the most historic scoring playoffs ever already through four games. He's So, Utah won game four. They're at now They won three in a row after... Donovan Mitchell scores 57 points in game one and loses by 10. We talked about it on here about how that's so demor- That's like the type of game where your franchise player is like, I'm out. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. And then comes back. He's averaging like 39 points a game in the series now. They win three in a row. He had another 51 in game four. He's the third player ever with Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson to have multiple 50-point games in a single series. Um. He, he's playing – I'm going to take a little credit away from him and, and say Denver's defense sucks a bag of shit. Um, and it's true. I mean, they have the worst defense in the you bubble. Don't, you don't toss that around. If someone's sucking a bag of shit. That's... Yeah, no, they're sucking a bag of shit. Um, yeah. As good as Nikola Jokic is as an offensive player, he is like horrendous. It is horrendous in those pick and rolls. They have no rim protection. They have no paint protection. All I could think in this game was, God, you know, we talked about Michael Porter Jr. a lot already on here, but all I was thinking was, man, how badly do they need Bull Bull to get to be ready now? Mm -hmm. If I mean, they just have no rim protection, and they're also desperately missing Will Barton, who would be their best perimeter guy to at least try to hound he's their best perimeter defender and he's long and he could at least try to do something with donovan but man donovan mitchell what a i mean what a performance so far i cannot take away what donovan mitchell's done because he's he's out of his mind but i just i i refuse to believe he's this good of a player like I, i feel like i know who donovan mitchell is and he's a guy that heats up like nobody else and 50 points twice in one series is unheard of. But, like, 
17 for 18 from the free throw line. Like he's getting wherever he wants on the court so easily. Um, and you couple that with insane shooting from the perimeter and he looks unstoppable, but I just feel like, like a lot of this has to fall on Jokic and the perimeter defenders. Like if I'm a diehard Denver fan, I, I am so frustrated that we have this centerpiece in Jokic, who is one of the best offensive players that we've seen in a long, best offensive big man in a long time. But like, he has a really fatal flaw here. Mm -hmm. Really fatal. Yeah. And that's where I, coaching, man, I, I would hate to say that Mike Malone, this could jeopardize his future, but you got to be able to make some adjustments, man. And we'll talk about that eventually in other series too. But when you're getting crushed, there's got to be something. I, maybe there isn't. Maybe they just hope, hey, we, we're going to outscore them. But I mean, they isn't just this didn't... a case where you come out in the next game and you say, Anyone else can beat us except Donovan Mitchell. We are not letting Donovan Mitchell get more than 25 points in this game. Let somebody else beat them. To me, I mean, that, that's, why you, you, that's why you're down in the series right now is because Donovan Mitchell... Well, no, Donovan only had, he only had 20 in game three. That's true. I mean... I, they, they won the game that he, he went for, what, 57, something stupid? Right. So I just don't know. They just... They're, they're defense. It's, I mean, it is. Look, Donovan's having an incredible series. And he's on a roll right now like he's never been on. And he probably is not this good. Not many guys are. I mean, come on, 39 a game. But, yeah, Denver's defense, it's just it's really – it's been that bad. And they're going to have to really figure some stuff out once – I mean, they're about to get bounced. They're, they're done. Maybe they win a game, but they're done. Um, Here's a number for you that makes it perfectly clear how easy it is to get to the rim. Joe Ingles didn't score. And the Jazz put up 129 points. Joe Ingles didn't score in 35 minutes. Yeah, he took four shots because people are just getting to the rim like like it's nothing. It's a layup line out there. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Um. They're done. Denver's done. Utah. And, uh, you think and, they're uh, done? All, all, it's three one. I... They they can't stop anything. They're. I, I think it's done. And. I just appreciate what Donovan Mitchell is doing now because next they're either playing the Clippers or the Mavs next. He's not going to score 39 points a game. Um, Hold on. Sorry. We can't. We have to mention Jamal Murray's 50 points. Like the guy. Why? Like they 50 lost. points. It's Why? I they, just, if somebody missed the game, I want them to know that Jamal Murray tacked on 50 points. Yes. Jamal Murray had 50. It's the first time ever that two players have had 50. Or the young. It was either the youngest. They said it on the broadcast. I don't even care. They lost. Right. It they're, wasn't They're, they're down 3-1. I mean, yeah. oof. all right. Uh, we have two teams in the second round. Uh, yes, we do. Celtics swept your boys. We're not going to get into the Sixers here. We're going to do a bonus episode that will come out today in a couple hours where we're going to really dive in on the Sixers because there's way too much to talk about, about with that team now to cover on this podcast. Um, but the Celtics swept the Sixers and the Raptors swept the Nets. So now we have Celtics Raptors in what I think. Well, we'll see what happens with the rest of this Mavs Clippers series. But Boston Toronto looks like it could be the best series we see in the whole playoffs. They they look like the two best teams. I mean, they're playing the best out of any teams in the playoffs right now. To me, they're both top four in offensive, defensive, and net rating. So it's hard to say any teams are playing better than them. Agreed. Um, 
it's hard to kind of, I mean, Toronto played Brooklyn, who you established early on was a D-League team with Karis LeVert. So uh, not taking away how well Toronto's playing. Um, but they didn't, and look, I'm not going to defend the Sixers, blah, blah, blah. But the Celtics had a much, much tougher opponent to go through in four games than Toronto did. Uh, that being said, I think this is going to be like some of the highest highest level basketball we've seen in a second round series in a very long time. And I'm super excited yeah, and for the, that one to get started. Yeah. I mean, also like you got just like the storylines within the story, right? Kemba versus Kyle. We'll talk. Well, let's also say Kyle Lowry, another injury left the game with a, with a, an ankle injury. We don't know what the status is of it, but he was limping pretty bad and hopefully he's good. I can't imagine it's got to be really bad for him to not play on Thursday, which I think is when the earliest they could start the series. Um, but injuries, again, just all over the playoffs in the bubble, it sucks. Um, but, you know, you got Kemba versus Lowry. You got Tatum and Siakam. You got the coach of the year, Nick Nurse, versus possibly the best coach in the NBA, out, not named Greg Popovich. Um, God, it, it's so this series is going to be so fun. This series is going to be so fun. Um, but shout out to Tobias Harris. I will say that Celtics Sixers game looks like, crazy. looked like a, like a career threatening fall. The way he hit his head on the floor was bleeding. The fact that he didn't even get a concussion and then came back and tried to play that, that dude's tough. Good for him. I mean, that was nuts. I'm glad to see that he was okay because that was very scary. Yeah. I echo that, that, that was one of the few times I've been like, borderline emotional in a basketball game because just the way his legs were moving and his arm uh, like when he was laying on the floor his arm was like you know like when you you know like when you're hurt and you're on the floor if you're any hurt anything you kind of like move around and stuff and his arm was just sort of like his arm was just sort of like limp yep you know it was weird the way he uh, it was i uh i didn't know that the the trainer put his fist in the air i actually did not know that that i didn't know that was that signal either me neither um and that's when it got really scary. And then for him to come back in the game was was remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to his toughness. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so Celtics Raptors is gonna be awesome. It also looks like we pretty much know, I mean, we pretty much know what our other second round matchup in the East is gonna be. The Heat are at, the Heat took a three oh lead over the Pacers. The Pacers gave the Heat their best shot. I mean, this was a game where all three of those wings really I mean, Brogdon went off. And Warren and Oladipo both went for 20-plus, and they still couldn't win. So, I, I mean, that series is over. And then the Bucks, they're in control now. I mean, their defense has stepped up. You know, they're they're up in that series as well. So, you know, look, ultimately, we're going to see Heat-Bucks, and I, I think that's a pretty fun series too. I love that series just because I, I love just the way the Heat play. I think Spo is incredibly underrated, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be uh, Giannis versus some really good team defense, and and we'll see if he has because he's not playing very good basketball right now. Their offense is that is, fair? Their is offense, that fair, Giannis? Their offense has not been great. I mean, right. It's just been okay, and yeah, I mean the Heat, the Heat. I mean. They have the they're shooting the best from three right now in in the playoffs. They have one of the best offenses and in the playoffs. They're always a great defensive team. 
Um, I think Bam Adebayo is such a great matchup for Giannis. He's one of the better, just straight up the way they match up with each other. Um, that That's going to be really fun. Uh, Jimmy's playing well. I mean, yeah, it's tough. If Chris Middleton, I mean, Chris Middleton's really going to have to get going. And he got going a little bit last game. He had 17. He's shooting it, a, but not what they need from him in that series. That's, they, they need, he needs other guys to really start stepping up. Yeah. And this is again where not having Brogdon, not having uh, Miritich, who went back overseas, they got older. Um, so they got older and less athletic, and they're going up a team, going up against a team that is outside of Goron, who doesn't look young, and Jimmy, who's playing well. This is a young, athletic, scrappy team. Um, so that that's going to be a really fun series. Heat. I think they're. I mean, it's 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 safe to say that those two series are over, right? I mean, they, I think unless something no one's no one's coming disastrous. back from three zero, and the Bucks are up two one, but. I mean, Magic can't win three games. I'm pretty comfortable cementing that one as the matchup. If that doesn't happen, this podcast is going to be incredible because something unbelievable happened. That's true. That'll give it some. You'll give us some great tent. Give us some Good great word. tent. Um. Oh, content. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll obviously we'll preview that series a little more. Once we get to it, once once it actually becomes official, Bucks play tonight. Um, so by tomorrow we should, they should be up three one. Um, couple other things to recap from the weekend that was, the, the Rockets looked like they were going to run through the Thunder and dominate that series, and then CP three. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander and Dennis Schroeder combined for 78 points in game three and the Thunder win. And I mean, maybe one of the probably, probably again, outside of Luca, the coolest story of the bubble or of the playoffs is Lou, Lou Dort, Lugans Dort. The what a un, name. The undrafted rookie who missed game one, comes back in game two, and in this series, when he's guarding James Harden, Harden is shooting 14% from the field and 12% from three when he is the primary defender on James Harden. He is the Harden stopper. Are we... I have to think sample size here, you know? Like, it, it's two three games. games. Three games. That's what... Three games. said he missed game one. He missed game one. I, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. yeah. It's it's 3-1. Or it's, oh, wait. No, it's 2-1. So yeah, it no, yeah, games. yeah. Yeah, it is two games. Yeah, it's two yeah, games. Do you want to... Let's take a step back there. and Why? Okay. Cares. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's two games. So, yeah, sample size, but still, I mean, he's doing it. He's an undrafted rookie doing it against James Harden. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away. I just, I, I just, I know how highly you think of James Harden. Um, well, and again, it you're, you're, matter, you're, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, I don't want that. The, the, how highly I think of James Harden. It doesn't matter what I think of James Harden. There's no denying what James Harden is. James Harden's one of the best scorers in the NBA and an undrafted I, I rookie. I heard the words James Harden stopper out of you. Yeah. So I in two games, James Harden is shooting 14% from the field and 12% from three when this kid's guarding him. And okay. they've lost and they just lost. I mean, 
it's a huge thing. His defensive rating in the playoffs is 90 in these two games. I mean, that's a big deal. Is it going to turn or the, is the series totally turned around? I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I said before the series that I thought it would be a six or seven game series. Then the Rockets looked unstoppable. Now, I don't know. I mean, this series is the one that I, I literally have no idea where it's headed now. With the, along with the Clippers and the Mavs, but this one's going to be. It'll be interesting to see how Harden comes out next game, and Russ still. We're still not really sure when he's coming back. But I would be shocked if, just like Pat Beverly, I'd be shocked if they don't. Try to hustle up and get him back. Right. Yeah. Um. You know who's blowing my mind right now is uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I I slept on him a little bit. He he's really fun to watch and just super talented. Um, yeah, and I know you, you had high praises for him going into the series. I just hadn't watched that much Thunder basketball. Um, I mean, there was people who genuinely thought that like giving up, giving him up in the Paul George trade was a lot because he's going to be that good. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Twenty? Probably. He came out after his freshman year. Oh no, no, he's twenty-two. He's twenty-two. It's kind yeah. of surprising. I thought he'd be younger than that. Um, I mean, it, it, yeah. He's been in the league, what, two years now? This is this is his second yeah. year, right? Um, yeah, he's really good. Oh, by the way, worth noting, Steven Adams left um, that game in the fourth quarter, and Billy Donovan said he could have played, but the small lineup was working, so they stuck with him. But worth keeping an eye on if how how he looks when he comes back. But, um, yeah, St- Shea Gilgis is... Uh, He's really good. He's he's their fut- he's the guy they're building around right now. Uh, one thing I want to add, I think for the most part we've been in a agreeing a lot about these series. This is one I still really I feel really comfortable about the Rockets. Um, like I wouldn't be surprised if they take the next two games. I'm not hating on the Thunder. I just I mean they forced overtime. They it, it looks like a, a like one nineteen to one oh seven but they just distorted him in overtime. You know what I mean? Like the Rockets were there the whole game. This is an extremely tight game. Um, and I just don't see this small ball thing working like much more for the Thunder. That, that's my gut. Um, well, I'm not, I, I'm, I not I, I'm not saying that uh, Thunder win this series. No, I know. I'm saying, I think I'm saying more that it's going to be a lot more competitive than it looked in the first two games. Right, which, it, yeah, first two games were a shit show. I mean, um, to go six games, the Thunder only have to win one more, so. True, yeah. Um, but Lugensdorf, what a story. How does a kid like that, regardless of what you think, he's obviously, look, yes, it's only two games and Harden could come out and have 50 next game and shoot 50% from the field, whatever. But how does this kid go undrafted? It's, it's so mind-blowing to me that these kids... Like lead, like teams tend to, it just seems like, like with the, like Duncan Robinson with the Heat or Lou Lou Dort for the Thunder, teams focus so much on what guys can't do instead of focusing on what they can do and trying to mm-hmm. develop it, and 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 then let them develop the rest of their game. And this is another case where, I mean, if they come back and win this series, he's such a huge factor. It's crazy. It's wild. I'm with you. Um, all right, last game to re- or last 
team to sort of recap or series to recap from the weekend. The Lakers, they took a 2-1 lead after losing game one to the Blazers. Um, Their defense has stepped up in a big way. They've shut down. I mean, Portland's... Portland was first in the league or first in the league in offensive rating in the restart in the seeding games. And they are now last in offensive rating in the bubble in the playoffs. Um, so the Lakers offense still doesn't look very good, but their defense is locked in. So I, I think Dame times, he dislocated his thumb, kept playing. He still, yeah. oh, but he so still played, still played in at 34. Yeah. Um, Zach Collins is out. He's having surgery. He's out for the season or for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, CJ's playing with a broken back. Nurkic looks tired, you know, every time he moves. I said it last time, after the the last one, after game two, they're worn out. I think it's uh, Dame time is, is up. Lakers, they still have a way to go to, like, get right. Right. But they, yeah. but this series is just the way they're playing defense. And look, this is why you have LeBron, who had 38, 12, and 8 in Game 3, and Anthony Davis, who's averaging 29 in the series. Because when your offense isn't working, you have two guys who can just go out any night and just win you the game. That's one thing I wanted to point out uh, about Game 3 was Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined for nearly 50% of their shots. And like we were talking about last episode – that might be what it takes to get the offense really clicking, like take some pressure off some guys. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to carry this load more than usual. And uh, like Kuzma didn't take very many shots in game three. Uh, Caldwell Pope, I think had the third most shots. Um, I, I just think that's a really, I don't know if it was Vogel's decision or, or LeBron said, look, like this is how the offense is going to run. But uh, for them to shoulder the load shot wise, I think could take a lot of pressure off of guys. And, and it worked in game three. And uh, th- to me, this looks like a series where Portland's out of gas. They're just flat yeah, out out of gas. Yeah. And they're out. And, and they're just not. Look, again, Portland only made the playoffs because Dame had. He just he went off during the restart. And again, injuries, injuries, injuries. Jaron Jackson Jr. Doesn't even play for Memphis because he goes out for the year. Getting He got hurt in the bubble. Portland might not even be in the playoffs if Jaron Jackson Jr. doesn't get hurt. I mean, that's their second best player. And Memphis was the team that was in the eighth spot coming into the bubble. This Portland team's been bad all year. Um, so they barely made the playoffs. Dame's great, but it shouldn't be any surprise that they're going to probably lose this series 4-1. It was a cool story for a bit. Um, just like Phoenix was a cool story when they went 8-0. Yeah, I'm not. This is. I'm not surprised by this. The concern for me right now with the Lakers is that their offense just doesn't look very good. And outside of, I mean, Danny Green looks bad. Jr. and Dion have just haven't really done much since they came back. KCP found his shot a little bit last game. Caruso has been good on defense, but he just does not look good on offense. Rondo was supposed to come back last game. I'm not sure if that's even going to help but he didn't. Um, they're playing so many. They're Kuzma. Playing. Kuzma's the guy. He's averaging 9.3 so far in the series, points per game in the series, and they, they need more. 
um, in the next round. They're, for they, sure. You know when they're good? They're good when AD's at the five. Um, and they go a little smaller. So I would anticipate that the deeper they get into the playoffs, the more we'll see AD at the five surrounding him and LeBron with three shooters as much as possible. Um, and then they're, they can switch everything. And once they start playing more talented teams, that's right now they don't really need to. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to control this series. They play tonight too. Um, wow, I can't believe we got through all that and crushed it. Like crushed it. Crushed the entire weekend. Um, so let's, let's uh, look at tonight's games real quick. By the way, you're eight and twelve in your picks, which is pretty good from where you started. You're 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 getting there. I got a little feel for the series, you know. Dip my toe in the yeah. water. I'm eight fourteen. I mean, I'm not not super proud. I, of it, I'm but. fourteen and six. So if you listen to this and you're not taking my picks, <laughs> what is what the hell is wrong with you? you know, like at this point, let's do it. Um, let's reel off these picks for tonight real quick. Bucks minus thirteen and a half versus the Magic. They're up to one. They've covered the past two games. I said it last time. I'm picking the Bucks every time the rest of the way in this series, so I'm taking Bucks minus thirteen and a half. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. I, I, I'm magic. Uh, I'm going to fade here. Uh, yeah. I mean, what are they, they know the series is over, and just not yeah. much to play for. So uh, Rockets minus three versus the Thunder. Rockets are up two one. Who, who, you're going to take the Rockets, right? Yeah, I'm going Rockets minus three. Yeah, this is the this one's hard. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to go Thunder to cover. Thunder plus three, not necessarily to win. I think it's going to be a close game again, mm-hmm. but Thunder plus three. Um, Pacers heat, heat minus seven, heat are up 3-0. I think the Pacers are going to fight to try to win a game, so I'm going to go Pacers plus seven. That's kind of where I'm leaning, and this is one of those cases where I have no feel for the series, so I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to go Miami minus six and a half. Does cool. that make sense? Yeah. Not a, not not really. Okay. Cool. Uh, sure. Um, and then the last game for tonight: Lakers minus seven and a half versus the Blazers. Blazers just, I mean, unless Dame goes off, I just don't see a scenario where the Lakers don't cover this. I think they win by ten at least. Same here. Blazers out of gas. I think the Lakers uh, get a big win here. All right. We'll see. Uh, another great episode. Monday episode. Big, big one. This was a heavy deuce. We got through it. So let me. So if it seems like we're coming to an abrupt end here, Friday was FanDuel Friday. Monday is fuck FanDuel Monday. Sure. We're not going to yeah, do FanDuel. Fuck FanDuel Monday. Um, by the way, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, bonus deuce coming out in a few hours <laughs> talking Philly and all things Philly. What's next for that shit show? Uh, and tomorrow's well, show, we got a special guest. Big time NBA writer coming on the show. So listen in for that. I think he's listening right now. Of course he is. Yeah, of course. It's his favorite morning NBA podcast. Um, don't forget... Rate us, review us, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Help us pay the bills. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Later, deucers. Later, deucers.
For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our Keep Stock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.